All right. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? You guys doing all right? What a gorgeous day today. Wasn't it awesome outside? Who, who here was outside for more than like 20 minutes other than like walking to, walking to class? Like to actually enjoy the weather, okay? Who here, like fall is their favorite season? Wow, that's impressive. I like that. I, I also sincerely enjoy the fall season. But... It does not even compare with summer, okay? It doesn't even compare with summer. And we live in West Michigan, right by the best vacation place in the entire world. I'm convinced of that. So anyway, I love, love, love summertime, and I love going to the beach. So Stacy and I, we live in, in Zeeland, Michigan, which is sort of near Holland, for those of you that don't know the geography of Michigan very well. Um, yeah, we feel the zeal. Nice. Uh, anyway, over Labor Day, over Labor Day weekend, my parents were going to go camping at Holland State Park and invited Stacy and I to go along. We decided, sure, why not? So we threw our tent on their lot, and on Friday, we, on that Friday of Labor Day weekend, we went out to the beach. And it was the quintessential, like, ideal beach day, okay? It was high 80s. The water temperature was 72 degrees. Yes. And on top of that, the waves were like three to five feet. So it was like glory days at the beach, okay? So Stacey and I were there. My parents were there. My brother and his wife were there and some other friends of my parents and some of their family and da 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 Anyway, so when I was a little kid, we would go to Lake Michigan often, and my dad and my brother and I would always play these games in the water. And so, reminiscing the old days, my dad and my brother and I were playing football in the water. And like all the other times before, dad's like the quarterback, and my brother and I are always wrestling to try to get the ball. You know, whoever catches it is the best kind of thing. Um, And we were doing this again and again and again and again and again, crashing into the huge waves and just loving our day at the beach. And then there was this one time when my dad threw the ball, and it was, it was kind of like, you know, the, the Packers-Seahawks issue the other day, okay? For those that may or may not know what's going on there, my brother and I both caught the football at the same time. And then we both land in the water, and at some, at some point we're both fully submerged underwater, trying to wrestle the ball away from each other, okay? So we're like wrestling for the ball. We're wrestling for the ball underwater. I'm trying to breathe, but I can't really do that very well underwater. And somehow, miraculously, I came up with the football, which is an important part, right? Yes, all right. So I came up with the football. But when I came up, I also realized, oh, my finger got bent in the process. And so I was just kind of like looking at my hand. And then I realized... My wedding ring. Somehow, in the jostling underwater, my wedding ring is gone. Crap. So we forget the game. Corey is coming, and you know, he's like looking. Dad comes over, and we're looking, and we're looking, and we're looking. And I'm like, you know, trying to look underwater, and then all of a sudden, like, a five-foot wave comes crashing over me, and then you got to, like, wait for the water to settle. Corey's, like, down underwater, laying down like this. 
looking desperately for the ring. And soon there's like other people that are like, what's going on? And strangers are out. And before we knew it, there were 15 people that were out helping me look for my wedding ring. And we searched 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 and we we didn't find it. Man, I was bumming. But I mean, how do you, what do you do? How do you keep looking for this? At what point did you say, this is just not? So we gave up after about an hour. Gave up. It's just too, it's too much. So we went back onto the beach, hang out on the beach for a while. And then since it was like high 80s, we were like an hour later, we get back in the water again. And as soon as I get back in the water, I'm like, I can't, I can't be in the water and not keep looking for this thing. I have to keep looking. And so I started looking again, and sure enough, a few other strangers again came by, and there's like another 10 people. There's a guy who showed up that I don't even know who he was with a mask and a snorkel and flippers. (laughs) I'm not kidding, okay? And he is looking, and he's looking, and he's looking. My mom was out again, and she's looking at like all fours, and and some other lady thought she was like in trouble, so she came out to find out what's wrong with my mom. And then she found out, okay, we're looking for this ring, all right? I'm going to help you guys. And we searched and we searched and we searched for like another hour. Man, it was devastating. Nothing. So we went back to the campsite that night. And I'm just, man, I'm just kind of down. It's kind of a big deal. It's not, I mean, my dad kept saying it's like looking for a needle in a haystack, right? Okay, dad, it's a little bit more than that. This, this is Lake Michigan we're talking about here, okay? It's a little bit bigger than that. But this, this ring is of like significant value to me. Let me tell you a real quick story about Stacy and I. In 2006, as friends, we moved to Jerusalem. And we started studying uh, the Bible and other things in Jerusalem. And then a few months later after we moved there, we started dating, And a few months after that, while we were watching the sunset over the Sea of Galilee, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. (laughs) So a few months after that, we flew back to Michigan, we got married, we exchanged rings, and the ring that, my ring, we bought in Jerusalem. And it has Stacy's name engraved in Hebrew in it. And it's just like, come on. I mean, it's, okay, it's, it's one thing if I'm losing a ring. It's another thing if I'm losing, like, my wedding ring from JCPenney's. Okay? But it's another thing if I'm, I lost my wedding ring from Jerusalem. I was just like, I was just bumming, you know? So, anyway, we're back at the campsite. The next morning, Stacy and I wake up. Nobody else is around. We're like, what do we do? I don't know. So we rode our bikes to the beach in the morning. Nobody's there. It's pretty quiet, calm. A few DNR guys are blowing sand off the sidewalks and stuff like that. And as we turned the corner, I was like, man, there's, there's people in the water already. And as I look closer, those are my parents. <laughs> and they're waiting in the water looking for that ring again. <laughs> With not one, not two but three guys with metal detectors. Yes! Who did my parents call 
that night to say, hey, guess what? I don't know who, who are they, I don't know who they would call to do that. Anyway, they found these guys that were already just scanning the beach, you know, like they do. And my parents said, hey, look, here's the story. My son lost his wedding ring here yesterday. If you find it, was, we, it was over in this area here in the water. If you find it, we'll pay you 100 bucks. And they, you know, metal detector, metal detector guys, they like treasure hunting, right? <laughs> so, so, of course, they're in, you know. So they're searching and they're searching and they're searching. And Stacey and I go down there again and we searched and we searched and we searched and we searched and we searched. It's calm, so I think maybe, but the metal detector, you know, the professionals are like, it for sure buried itself. You guys are not going to find it. Maybe, maybe we could find it because it, it, it buried itself, and we can detect, you know, up to 10 inches under, under the sand. Um, but, so we said, you know, thanks. We looked for like another hour with these guys, and we said, thanks. Thanks for your efforts. Don't waste your life. You know? <laughs> Just don't waste your life. But if you, ha- if you happen to find it, we're camping on lots such and such, and you guys can come on over and drop it off. We'll write you a check, whatever, you know? And as we, as we were leaving the beach that day without my ring, totally bumming, you know, I was standing in the water, and I was reminded of this story from Jesus, from Luke chapter 15. And it goes something like this. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they muttered, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors and says, Hey, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one of them. Does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search and search and search and search diligently until she finds it? And when she finds it, She calls her friends and neighbors and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. I tell you there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. The shepherd in that story cared deeply about that lost sheep. And he pursued it. And he searched and he searched And he searched. And that woman cared a lot about that one silver coin. And she searched and she searched and she searched. And I loved my wedding ring. And I searched and I searched and I searched.
on that morning. You know, I, as, I, as I think about this, I was, as I was leaving the beach that morning, I actually said to my mom, this story reminds me of the parable in Luke 15. I just wish I had a better ending to my story. But, you know, it got me thinking about that that morning. You know, God, I, I gave up on my ring. I did, I gave up. And I don't know if that was good or not, but I did. I gave up on it. That's not how God is. God is a God who cares deeply, more deeply than the shepherd cares for that sheep and more deeply than that woman cares about her coin and more deeply than I care about my ring. God cares deeply about each and every one of you and his love is relentless and he will pursue you and he will pursue you and he will pursue you again and again and again and he will never, ever, 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 ever give up. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. And I want you guys to just hear this tonight. You can wander away like the sheep. You can run away. You can rebel. You can say, forget you. You can say, I don't believe in God. You can say, I don't care about God. You can say, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. God's love is unending and it knows no bounds, and he will love you, and he will pursue you with an unrelent—he he was relentless in his love and his pursuit of you. So tonight, I just want to celebrate that love that God has for us tonight. And I want to I encourage you to just bow your heads for a moment. And I want to read this, uh, this prayer over you from the book of Ephesians. Paul says this to his friends in Ephesus. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That, um, that morning, we went, back to the, uh, we went back to the campsite. You guys can just stay standing for a minute. We went back to the campsite, and my mom was preparing breakfast, and I was updating my, or I was not updating, I was, I was reading the sympathies on my Facebook status. And uh, as, as I was doing that, my mom's in the trailer preparing breakfast, and all of a sudden I hear her screaming. They're here! They're here! They found your ring! They're here! 
And I quickly stopped what I was doing, and me and the other people from the other campsites that were around that knew this, sure enough, the two guys that were with metal detectors showed up at our campsite. All right? Yes! There's this big, big, tall, burly guy. He's like 6'8", big, burly guy, stocky, little beer belly here, big beard. And he says to me, I think I have something for you. Yes! Are you kidding me? 19 hours later, 19 hours later, I run up to him. I give him a big hug. Thanks, Rick. You're the best. I said thank you like 400 times in the next two minutes. And I'm looking at my ring. That's it. I think that's it. I look inside. It says Stacy's name in Hebrew. This must be it. <laughs> and then I put it on. It fits perfectly. It's mine. It's really my ring. He really found it. <laughs> I cannot be- begin to tell you the unbelievable joy that was like. In, I was like shaking. I was so excited and so like, this is unbelievable what just happened. 19, the guy said it was buried. It was about where we thought it was. It was like knee deep water and then buried another eight inches in the sand. And they found it. Yes. You know, God is a God who has this relentless pursuit this relentless love for you and for you and for you. And I, as, as these strangers like Rick devoted hours of their lives, I just kept thinking somehow these people realize that this is a big deal. And as God is this God who loves and as this God is a God who pursues people Somehow he invites us as strangers to be joining with him in the search and joining and partnering with him in this relentless love and pursuit of his people. We get to partner with him like the guy with the mask and the snorkel and the flippers. Why? Because when they, we, we realize that losing somebody's wedding ring can be a big deal to that person. And I want us to realize that people matter to God. And we get to partner with him in that. And not only that, not only that. Okay, the ring story, it's a pretty good story. I like it a lot. (laughs) And my parents and I have told it many, 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 many times since Labor Day weekend. Because it's a good story to tell. We have a better story to tell. We have an even better story to tell. So friends, I invite us to tell this story to the people who so desperately need it and to live this story to the people who are, who are lonely, who are lost, who are hurting, who are hopeless, We have a story to tell.
So let's tell it.